0: In today's show, we're looking at the waiver wire for fantasy basketball, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Here we are to look at the waiver wire across fantasy basketball leagues. Let's uh... Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right. Let's take a look at the most added players. Love this one. Problem with my Gogo Mobile. Gogo Mobile. No, not the Dart. Not the Dart. No, but it is the Dart. Goga Badadze is the most added player in fantasy leagues because last game without Miles Turner, he went bananas. I really don't think that we're going to get that level of production 78% shooting or even the 25 minutes a night, every night. I love Goga. You know that I've been a big Goga fan for a long time. I thought he should have been a top 10 pick in his draft class. <coughs> oh, as I just lose my uh, voice. I thought he could be, be a top 50 fantasy player at some point. But obviously the situation in Indiana hasn't been there. And he's had some struggles with his shooting. But I'm not convinced that a team that maybe struggles playing the two centers and doesn't love that combination will just go back and play two centers with Sabonis and Bedadze every game. So while he is the highest upside player, more so than Tori Craig, more so than O'Shea Brissett, even more so than Chris Duarte. Do I have confidence in that level of production or those minutes for Bedadze while Turner is out? No, I don't. They can also throw Isaiah Jackson out there. They got a lot of senses. We'll see what they want to do with it. Absolutely fine with adding Goga. A little worried about where it goes. The Tank, Tom Bryant. We get a very interesting data point for the Wizards today. <clears throat> Last game, Gafford played 8 minutes because of foul trouble. Bryant came in, scored 15 points in 15 minutes with a 36% usage. Two of those things aren't going to happen every game, I don't think. I don't think Gafford's playing 8 minutes, and I don't think Bryant's having 35-36% usage. So those two things are probably not going to happen. So what does that leave Tom at? Does he play 15 minutes again and score 10 points with four boards on a block? Which is all right, But it feels like someone is going to have to get sat down or traded, Montrezl Harrell. I didn't actually realize that Bryant's an expiring contract this year. So they just extended Daniel Gafford. They signed him to a new deal. Whereas Harrell and Bryant, as much as they might say they like Bryant, they're both expirings. So who do they view as the center they want there? Again, if you want to add Thomas Bryant, there's absolutely nothing wrong. That is why you have a stream spot. That is why these players who are fringe guys, Royce O'Neill, Dorian Finney-Smith, Jordan Clarkson, Tim Hardaway, Callie Oubre, why those fringe guys become droppable. Because you drop them, you take a flyer on someone, like a Goga, like a Tom Bryant, and you see what happens. I don't believe that Tom Bryant's going to be able to get 25 minutes a night or maintain 36% usage in 15 minutes a night. But if you believe that, that's why you take a flyer on it. I had a sumner. Alex Caruso is returning, so we'll see what impact that has on Desumnu, but still no Lonzo Ball. I think Lonzo might be out a little bit of time here, to be honest. And Zach Levine's out the rest of the week. So there is an elevated role here for DeSumnu coming up, and his last two games have been great. Now, I think that's absolute wishful thinking, best-case scenario to think he stays at that level, but that doesn't matter. Even if he drops off a bit, you're going to get some pretty good numbers. Chris Duarte, a name I just mentioned, he's been added in a lot of spots. We have seen lots of games without Malcolm Brogdon. We have not seen lots of games where Duarte has played this well. Is it because Turner was out? It could be, but it might not be. Again, don't mind the ad there with him. Um, The minutes were encouraging. The steals and assists were really encouraging. Absolutely fine to add him. I think he's a solid 12-team option to try and see where we get. Kemba Walker returned for the Knicks. He started. He played good minutes. Yep, he's a 12-team league ad. Until the knees get sore again, or he gets hurt, or, Tom Thibodeau changes his mind. Akemba does have value for now. Nico Batum scored 32 points and a half last game. There's no way that that is continuing. We all know that. But, um, is he worth a 12-team ad? He is, if you're expecting seven or eight points per game, with those other stats that he can provide. Like, he's fine, again, but he's a fringy sort of player. And then when they get Canard back, it's going to be Canard, Batum, Mann, Bledsoe, Coffee. All of those guys sort of eating into each other's playing time somewhat. And that's going to have, I think, some of an impact. But he's not a bad ad, for sure. John Kaminga. He's going to be starting until Draymond returns. Last game, it was a little bit of a dud in the start, but he did get foul trouble. I think he probably plays 30 minutes a night. I think he can contribute steals and blocks with some scoring. It's going to be a hit on your percentages, for sure. You've got to deal with that, Kevin Porter style. But he's a worthy grab. Justin Holliday. eh, like. Justin Holiday's fine. Again, there is a benefit with Turner and Brogdon out. He gets some more shots. He's a steals and threes sort of specialist. He's totally fine. But to me, he feels like an O'Neal, a Finney-Smith, um, one of those fringe players where you add them. But is there really significant upside? Probably not. But not a bad 12-team option. Um, Amir Coffey, he's a, a solid ad for now. But again, the return of Kennard is going to have an impact somewhere. Coffee's playing really well, and and I would prioritize him over a Duarte. I'd prioritize him even over a Batum. I think there's longer staying power than maybe what Kaminga's providing. I would be looking at him. And Ineke O'Kongwu, as long as Clint Capella's out, O'Kongwu is a top 180, 70 player. He's he's an absolute must-roster player. And then he turns into Omer Yetseven, or turns into what Jalen Smith turned into, is that when the players return, he becomes a droppable guy. Because I don't think he's going to be able to share the court with Capella, or split those minutes evenly. I just don't think that's a realistic expectation for a Congo. I love him. I think he's a really good player. I think he's gonna be a very good player. And I think as early as next year he might actually be the best center on that team. I just don't think that's gonna translate for fantasy this season. Let's look at uh let's look at a new year, because it is a new year, and Bet Online wants to wish you a new betting year, because that's a thing. Bet online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action. They're too classy for betting. They're wagering for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop site or use your mobile device, go there. Sign up using the code LOCKEDON and get a 50% welcome deposit match bonus. From basketball to football, the NHL, boxing, UFC, or right to your favorite Vegas casino games. What is your favorite Vegas casino games? Do you want me to give you an admission? I've only played one casino game ever in my life. I played roulette for about five minutes. That is it. I know how to play other ones. Not craps. Don't know how to play that. But roulette's anyone I've ever played. But if you are interested in Vegas casino games or just casino games in general, because they're not exclusive to Vegas, Bet Online has it. So don't wait and take advantage of all of the amazing offers for twenty twenty two. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. Let's look at droppable players. Now these are guys. Again, you do not have to drop them. With some of them, you probably want to. Um... But they're just options if they're on your roster and you want to grab one of those players that need to be added or can be added or are being added, then these are candidates to be moved. Uh, Alec Burks. Alec Burks. Um, yeah. Kemba was back. He went into a really piss poor role. His minutes and that bench rotation is going to change quite often, but there's no point holding on to him. Otto Porter. Like, he's fine to stream, but if Kaminga's going to start, then he's a drop. Yep, no worries with that. Corey Joseph and Killian Hayes, both guys streamed in a lot. I guess for yesterday, they've been dropped quite a lot. These first few on this list are guys that are most dropped players. Um, Joseph is inexplicably getting a lot of minutes. He is one of those guys that has skated by on being a great team man and a guy that gives the facade of being a good defender. Well, actually being a bad defender, bad passer, bad scorer, yet always gets these opportunities, and it infuriates me. He just frustrates me so much because he's just not as good as some of these bad coaches think he is. This thing of the coaches have been giving him minutes, Luke Walton and Dwayne Casey. There's your uh, there's your explanation. Um, he's fine as a stream option because of the nonsense of Casey, but he's not a must roster. Oh, mate, yet seven, we know he provided great value. No, see you later, bye. Manuel quickly played nine minutes. That's embarrassing for Tom Thibodeau, but he's a drop. And I think these next guys can be considered drops too. PJ Washington Jr. The He can be maybe a top 130 player, but is that enough to hold on to? Probably not. Um, MC Hamadou Diallo, again, while Jeremy Grant is out, Diallo can be okay. There's ups and downs, but Grant's going to return and Diallo's going to go back to doing nothing. And maybe Grand is traded. Who knows? But Diallo's needs this high usage second offensive option role. And he's just not going to get that. Dan Gafford. Oh yeah, fortunately, he's a drop. When they're running... The, look, maybe he gets back and plays 23 minutes if someone is traded. But if you need the roster spot, if you're willing to sit on, on it for three weeks, fine. And that's the same with all these ones. Eh, maybe something opens up. But move on. Jordan Poole, I don't think you need to worry about anything. Look, the Warriors aren't trading Klay Thompson. So you can go ahead and drop Jordan Poole in um, basically every single 12-team format. Let's look at must-roster players now. These guys are on your wire, and they are. In some spots, they need to be on a roster. Anthony Simons. I know that the return of CJ McCullum and the eventual return of Norman Powell is going to have an impact on Simons. McCollum, we've already seen. Powell will come. But he still needs to be on a roster. He's available in over 50% of leagues on ESPN. Herbalife Jones and Josh Hart, they're on this list all the time. Just add them. Just add them. Marcus Morris is rostered in twenty percent of leagues on ESPN. I don't know why. There will be an impact if Paul George returns, but that there's a word there that's important, and that's if. Um, Kelly Linick is going to return. Oh, look, he is significantly better than Trey Lyles. Dwayne Casey, your mate wants to play Trey Lyles and Kelly Linick together, which is absolutely, kids. I am very sorry about this. It is fucking hilarious that this guy thinks that that's an option. This guy is the best bloke, shittest coach going around. Kelly Linick and Trey Lewis are going to be a front court, Mate, get fucked. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's going to be just so offensively unstoppable. Anyway, Kelly Linick's a must roster. Kevin Love. Yep, got to roster him. Pat Beverly and Jared Vanderbilt Bar. I'm going to talk about them until I go blue in the face. What are we doing? Add them, please. Brando Clark. Grizzlies are getting smashed with health, health and safety protocols. Uh, no Kyle Anderson. No um, Desmond Bain. Now there's no Tyus Jones. Uh, good options there for, for Clark. He's a must-roster player. Alex Crusoe, I think, is a must-roster. Just also mentioning... Um, actually, we'll talk about them in, in a little bit of time. Uh, I'll get to that in just a second. Sorry for uh, jumping the gun there. Let's look at upside grab type players. It's hard to judge these ones, but we are heading towards a trade deadline. Isaiah Jackson, really good shot-blocking player. If opportunities arise, can he push ahead of Goga? Does Turner get traded? Does Sabonis get traded? Just a name to watch. I'm still going to look at these Rockets players, Joshi Christopher and Alperin Shengun. I think that we should be getting it. Yeah, hopefully we get a Christian Wood trade and opens up for Shengun. If we don't get a trade, is there an injury happening? And then Christopher, Eric Gordon's the one we've got to watch there for Joshy Christopher. Isaiah Hartenstein is a name to watch. I think he consistently can outplay Zubats and Abaka. We saw it last game. He outplayed Abaka. Whether that will happen every game, I don't know. But if Tyloo is going to go with this maddening theory of playing three centers and working out who the best two are every game, eventually the pattern will arise where Hartenstein is one of those best two every game and he just needs to get those minutes. And Cam Reddish. I don't have big hopes for Cam Reddish in New York. There's just too much of a, a roster mess. Have a look at the way that Burks and Quickly's minutes looked in that bench unit. And Reddish has got a slide in there somewhere as well. Look, like there's probably not enough minutes. But I don't mind an upside stash on him just to see. I, I hon- Honestly, I think it's a 1% chance that he becomes a 12-team league player. But maybe that's enough of a chance. And I just thought I'd mention him. Let's look at some other names that are important to note here. The way pulled DeAnthony Melton, you can also throw John Conchar into that mix. No Desmond Bain, no Tyus Jones, no Kyle Anderson. Melton surely, surely has to get at least over 20 minutes, probably 23, hopefully 25. I understand that he has been frustrating and the way that the Grizzlies use him, he's frustrating, but they have no other option. In deeper leagues, Zaire Williams and Johnny Conchar become an option. I'd prioritize the Melton, Conchar, um, Williams with Clark ahead of that group as well. Precious Achua has been putting up okay numbers, and while the big tree, Ken Birch, is out, Achua is playing um, big minutes, and sometimes that leads to good numbers. I think he's more of a 14-team league player. Kessler Edwards has fringe 12-team value while Kevin Durant is out. I think Jalen Suggs needs to be playing 30 minutes a night soon. I've been really impressed with his game since returning from thumb injury, and the numbers have been solid. So I would be um, I would be adding him and seeing where that goes. Tyler Hero in health and safety protocol. So the winter soldier, Max Strus already playing more minutes than Duncan Robinson. He could solidify 30 a night for the next week. That's a solid 12-team option. Amir Coffey, we spoke about already. I don't know why I put him in both sections. Chemezi Metu, um, the role's up and down, but does Harrison Barnes get traded? Does Chemezi Metu get traded? Does Alex Len get traded? Does and Thompson get traded? There are numerous guys there who can get traded. I think Metu should be getting 25 minutes a night post-trade deadline. And I do like his upside. It's a little bit of a stash situa- situation, But I like what he brings. Daron Sharp, while Nick Claxton's out, he's got 12-team appeal. And Terrence Davis, while Tyrese Halliburton is out, he's a guy that should be on a roster. And then you'll go back to doing nothing. But again, Heald might get traded. Fox might get traded. Maybe their new backcourt is Halliburton and Davis at some point. Who knows what they're going to do? But he is worth having for now. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app if you're here on YouTube. Why don't you thumb it up? Why don't you leave a comment down below, guys? We are done here. Is anyone I missed? Drop that in the comments as well. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.